Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Are you in need of confidence boost in your real estate journey? Remember, behind every success story is a failure and getting up again. Draw inspiration from these real estate success stories that we've heard on the show. Our guest is Stefan Arneo. Thanks for being on the show, Stefan. Thanks for having me, Whitney. Now, I'm honored to have you on the show, Stefan, and a little about him. He's an award-winning real estate investor, entrepreneur, author, and winner of the 2014 Rich Dad International Hall of Fame Award, has been featured in Canadian Real Estate Wealth Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine, which named him one of the top 10 real estate influencers to follow. Starting with only $1,200, Stefan has built a multi-million dollar portfolio for himself and his partners and has been recognized on the self-made list. So Stefan, thanks again for your time and being on the show. Give the listeners a little more about who you are. And I'd like to dive into your story a little bit, you know, the $1,200 to get into where you're at now. And then let's dive into one of your current books. Thanks for having me, Whitney. So my story started when I was 16 years old. I wanted to be a rock star. And I told my mom, told my dad, I want to be a rock star, I want a musician. My mom said, that's a horrible idea. My dad said, that's horrible. But my mom said, look, I love you. I support you. Go to music school and maybe you can get a degree. And if it doesn't work out with music, maybe you can end up as a teacher or something. And so I went to school, dropped out of the music school, dropped out of the business school, dropped out of computer science. And I went to the the office there. I said, hey, how can I get out of here without shaming my parents? I said, take two English classes and you can have an English degree. So I took two poetry classes. They gave me an English degree. I left. After school, I had a rock band. You know, that was my little business. And it turned out that you know having a rock band is a super difficult business. And I'm playing shows and my band fell apart. I started to burn out and lay on the couch for a couple months. And then I read a little book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. And it said, anybody could become rich. And this is like right at a time I was giving up the idea of being rich and famous. I, I said, I'm going to give that up. That goal is going to go away. And I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. It said, anybody can be rich. Anybody can build a business. Anybody can get passive income in a real estate portfolio. I thought, damn, that sounds good. I had like 22 or 24 clients as a guitar teacher at the time. And I had all these checks. I was self-employed. I was making 10 grand a year. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could get the same money in the mail passively without teaching guitar lessons? And so I went and took a little Donald Trump real estate two-day seminar. And then I went to another seminar, another seminar. And you know, by 28 and a half, became a self-made millionaire and did that by flipping houses, buying, fixing, and selling properties. Now I'm 33. I've got an education company, still have a portfolio, got another real estate company, and then also have a social media company. So it's been a real journey for a guy who just wanted to flip a house and make 10 grand. And now here I am doing all sorts of crazy things I would never imagine. I've got eight books that are going to be published so 16, you wanted to be a rock star. That didn't work out so well. But by 28, you were a millionaire and all in real estate, just like you had read in Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. I mean, I made a lot of money buying, fixing, and selling properties. And then I also have a portfolio of holding properties. And between the two, that made me the, the millionaire. Now, here's the thing. Millionaire these days doesn't do much for you. I'll say that. You know, you're middle class if you're a millionaire. You own a couple properties. You own a car. Big deal. You can go on some vacations. It's not like a millionaire in 1960 or a millionaire in 1920. You know, when Henry Ford was a billionaire, a millionaire was a lot of things. I was like 
10 or 20 or 30 million nowadays. So it's a milestone. It's cool. I don't think it really changed your life. But you know, when you're a millionaire, it certainly takes away the want and the need for money. I can go buy what I want when I want. I can have whatever I want for dinner. I'm down here in Indianapolis today hanging out with one of my friends who does, I think, 400 to 500 real estate deals a year. And I can just do that. You know, I was in Vegas on the weekend. I was in LA last week. I was in Ottawa, Canada. I was in Vancouver for two weeks. I can do that because guess what? I have the financial capacity to do that. So there's a certain amount of freedom you get with being a millionaire. But you know, does it get you a private jet these days? No, it's more like maybe a 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 millionaire gets the jet. You know, you're still flying commercial if you're a millionaire. So what is it in real estate that you're strictly focused on now? I know you did some flipping, some things like that to get to that million, but did it stay flipping? What did you move into? So there's three things that I'm very good at. One is buying at 40, 60 cents on the dollar. So very, very good at buying distressed assets. Second thing is raising capital. Very good at raising capital. I came from the private equity world. So I learned to raise money for big deals. And then the third thing is personal branding. So for a long time, it was flipping, flipping, flipping. The last little bit, it's been the buy, fix, refinance, hold. And now I'm debating as to whether I should go into turnkey and start selling turnkey or should I just go into like a private equity fund. And I'm leaning towards a private equity because I'm a busy guy. I've got a lot of media. I have a coaching company. I'm always flying around, moving around. I can buy ads, buy media. And I think a private equity is probably going to be what's going to be on my back end. Like my partner and I, we were looking at a $7.7 million 30 in a building and we got the money for it. Boom. Like right away, we know how to raise money. My partner is a student of mine. We know how to do that. It's just a matter of, okay, how do you organize this into a fund? So I feel like that's going to be the next thing for me is some sort of fund because I am very good at raising money, very good at selling, very good at marketing and building a brand. As far as bricks and sticks and dirt, man, I hate construction. I hate tenants. (laughs) I don't like doing all the boots on the ground and the dirty stuff. I've done that. You know, I've flipped a house with 129 cats in it, flipped houses with dead people in them. I've had burned down houses. I've had two houses burned down on me. I'm just ready for something clean, I think. No, that's why we love the syndication business because we don't want to manage tenants personally on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Exactly. And you know, I'd love to hear more about, maybe you give us you know, your best tips on raising capital or getting started. I know there's like so many listeners who are wanting to get started in this business and they're trying to do it by raising capital. Maybe you could just shed some light there. Yeah. So the most important thing I think for raising capital is to educate your clients. And I used to work for a company. We raised like 130. $35 million in some, a few years. And the business model was simple. Educate the market more than anyone else. So we gave out more free education than anybody else. And because we gave out more free education, we ended up with more money. And when I got into business for myself, I started blogging. So I started blogging every day. I was writing articles every day about something I learned. And after 120 days or so of blogging every day, I had speaking engagements. I had a book. I took 35 of the blogs I made in my first book called Money People Deal. You can go to that moneypeopledeal.com. And Money People Deal, that book raised $5 million of capital for me in a year. So I took a little $3,000 how to make a book course. I spent $2,000 on production. And I went and raised $5 bucks. And with that money... I wasn't the smartest guy back then. I just flipped and flipped and flipped. I should have like bought a $20 million building. Like if, I, if I was a smarter guy, I would have done that. But I was out flipping houses and I wanted to make 10 grand and 30 grand and 20 grand. I was just small minded. So that's what I was doing, you know, making 30, 40 grand a month, which is a good paycheck for a kid who's 26. But the key in that story is it's the education platform that allows you to raise capital. Because lots of people have money. There's millions and millions of dollars everywhere, every day, looking for a home, looking for somebody to take those dollars and grow them. 
but they don't know who or how or what. So if you're providing some of the education and making it easy for them to come and give you money, hey, that's awesome. So that's what my first book, Money People Deal, did. And from there, it was just a rocket ride. Our guest is Chris Kaufman. Thanks for being on the show, Chris. Thank you, Whitney. Glad to be here. Chris, thank you so much for your time being on the show. I've enjoyed our conversation just before we even got started as well. But give the listeners a little more about you and let's get right into how you got started. Sure. Yeah. So basically, I was working for a college, working for Franklin and Marshall College. And I'd always had a passion for being able to find... I would buy things. like there was. I had my own Lego business, buying used Legos and reselling them to people who wanted to buy Legos. So I'd buy low, sell high. I always had a passion to find things, buy low, sell high. And in negotiating the deal, and I started thinking about what's something that I could buy low and sell high and probably make the most money at and have the most flexibility of my time and fell into real estate. So I commissioned myself to start learning real estate. And I was the lowest man on the totem pole with the crew that I was on in the college. So I sat in the back of a box truck for the better part of 10 years as we went from work order to work order. And if there weren't any work orders, I sat back there doing nothing all day. And so I basically learned real estate in the back of that box truck, everything I could from you know wholesaling to flipping to syndication, anything that I could saturate myself with to learn real estate. I did that for four years in the back of the box truck. And then I started negotiating deals in the back of that box truck, which was not always fun. I mean, we negotiated... By the time I was reaching the end of my career with Franklin Marshall, I was negotiating million-dollar deals in the back of a box truck. And I remember the people I worked with would just kind of look in the back of the box truck as I'm back, back there negotiating. I just have this look of what in the world am I doing back there? But I did that, I think, for about four years at Franklin and Marshall. And then I worked myself out of a job is basically how that happened. It was just constant deal negotiation in the back of the box truck. And then I had a business partner who I kind of signed on with, who is Dan Gottwald. I think he might be on your show at a later date. But we had complementing problems. See, I was able to find deal flow, but I literally was only making about $30,000 a year. So I had no money. Okay, And Dan, my business partner, he was great. He is a people person, 100%. He had raised... Well, I know he had $300,000 just on a handshake. He had $300,000 just sitting there on a handshake that he had to place. And so we had complementing problems. I had a few deals under contract with no way to finance them. And he had $300,000. And the rest is history. I mean, we kind of formed a partnership. Firm Foundations, like you had said, was our original LLC. Came together. And the first deal went great. It was a couple flip properties. And then from there, we just kept growing. Wow. So I wanted to back up just a little bit, you know, in the back of that box truck, you just used your time wisely, right? I mean, you started educating yourself, you had some downtime, you're even getting paid during that time. And so, you know, you're using that time. And so tell me, how was the best way that you educated yourself during that time? Podcasts, YouTube videos. I'm sure I ran across your podcast, Whitney, at some point or fashion. I was listening to everything, everything that I could listen to, I was listening to back there. So podcasts, YouTube videos, I was reading books, obviously, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was an amazing foundational book that, you know, not much nuts and bolts, but it was definitely something that kind of got you motivated that I'm sure everybody's talked about on this show. You know, Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller was another big one. Those are the books, but essentially podcasts, to be honest with you, that really got me kind of going and propelling me forward. Yeah, Millionaire Real Estate Investor, obviously Rich Dad, Poor Dad, heard them numerous times. And yeah, The Millionaire Real Estate Investor, I need to get that myself. (laughs) I have not read that one yet. It's a great book. That definitely was more nuts and bolts. Once you read that, it gives you more of the information you're seeking if you're into nuts and bolts. It's not just theoretical. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about this partnership as well. And 
you know, a partnership is something that, you know, I've seen done wrong so many times. I've done it wrong, you know, and I feel like I've done it better recently, you know, a lot better. But it come from, you know, some learning some things the hard way. And so, you know, to elaborate, I guess, on, you know, how you all knew. I know you said you all had complementary skills, which is great. But how did you know that, okay, you know, because it's, it's like a marriage. I mean, right? I mean, it's... A hundred percent. I mean, it is, yep. you know, it's like a marriage. And so how did you know, okay, this is what we need to do? And then I'd love for us to elaborate on just really how that propelled you forward. So Dan Gottwald, who is my business partner, he was my brother's best friend growing up. So I actually knew him. He went to the same school. You know, it's not like I just met this guy and I didn't have any idea of who he was. I knew who he was. So I knew his character. It's very important to know whoever you're going into business with, you have to know their character. And also the stars got to align. Their same life goals need to be aligned. And I think that's uh, huge. Dan has five children. I have three children, all young kids. Family is the most important to us. So that aligns perfectly. You don't have somebody who's driving hard to get all of this work done. You don't know our goals are the same. So you're absolutely right. It is a marriage. There is no... I've seen even in the short time we've been part... I think we've been partners five years. Well, since 2012, whatever that is. We've seen so many partnerships that were good partnerships just kind of collapse and implode. And if you go into it knowing that it's a marriage and it's sort of like that, it's similar to marriage. I mean, you can go into a marriage and it could be perfect, but there's always going to be a time when you get to that point where it's, you know what, I got to sacrifice here. There's a sacrifice that's made to keep things successful. And with our partnership, that's what it is. It's us knowing our strong suits but knowing that we're in it for the long haul, we're together. Like when we're together, we're better. And that's what it is. And if it wasn't for Dan, I'll say this to him because I'm sure he's going to listen to this. If it wasn't for him, I would not be where I am today. And that's a successful partnership. If you're better together, then you got to do whatever it takes to stay together and keep pushing forward. So our growth goals are the same. I don't know if that lends itself to it. There's no science to it. It's really just pushing. Our guest is Sam Rust. Thanks for being on the show, Sam. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks, Whitney. So I met Sam in Denver a few weeks back and was very impressed with what he's accomplished in a very short amount of time and just his ability to get these things done and starting in the syndication business and having some success and doing really well. And so I knew he'd be a great guest and could really relate to a lot of the listeners. Sam grew up in Idaho on a farm and as the oldest of eight Learn the value of hard work stacking over 200 tons of hay per summer. That's a lot of hay. I've stacked a lot of hay in my time, and that sounds like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely kept us out of trouble in Idaho summers. So he learned the value of learning. He graduated college at the age of 17, which is also extremely impressive. Married to his wife back in 2012, now has four daughters. Congratulations. And he started investing in real estate in 2017 and quickly moved to syndication, the managing partner of 65 units. So Sam, you know, thanks again for your time and being on the show. And, you know, I just feel like you can really relate to the listeners and where you're at in your process right now of of the syndication business, but give the listeners a little more about your background and what you're doing right now in real estate. Yeah, I started, as you just mentioned in my bio back in 2017, like most people read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and had a little bit of an epiphany and really changed my mind specifically on how it relates to debt and using debt to get ahead. Really have been influenced a lot by Dave Ramsey growing up. And I think Dave Ramsey does an excellent job of teaching people how to be an adult with money. I think that that's really important. No matter what you're trying to do, to be a good steward with your money is the the number one thing. But then after that, Rich Dad, Poor Dad opened my eyes to what's possible looking at assets, things like that. 
And so I just started diving in and doing a ton of research, reading a bunch of books, listening to a ton of podcasts. With my background, my parents instilled in me a love of learning. I think that's the, the most important gift they gave me. And so I really enjoyed the process of researching all these different areas in real estate that people can and have been very successful in. But as I journeyed down that road, really started appreciating the scale that comes from multifamily syndication. The business model made sense to me. And I felt like there was a lot of large demographic reasons to start looking at that space. Miss housing continues to get more expensive. People are always going to need somewhere to live. And if you can make that jump and scale relatively quickly, I think that there's a lot of benefits that come with that. And, and an interesting, I guess, side note that I noticed as I was listening to all these podcasts was whenever someone would have a syndicator on, they would ask them, you know, what what do you wish you had done sooner? Or what do you wish that you had done a little bit differently? And I said, I wish I'd skipped single family fix and flipping or whatever it was and gone straight to syndication. I just found that to be a pattern that repeated over and over. And by this time, kind of the fall of 2017, I had bought a single family house to basically house hack with some student housing. Man, I read that and then I listened to that and then read Grant Cardone's book, The 10X Rule. That really convicted me of the need for massive action. So I said, you know what? In 2018, we're going to buy an apartment complex, Lord willing. And you know, we've, we started the process, started building foundation. And by the end of 2018, we had a 64-unit apartment complex. Wow. So you know, when you and I met, I was just impressed that you jumped right into syndication. And like you, I've heard time and time again, even on, on this show, that people say, you know, I wish I'd, you know, I skipped the 10 years of fixing and flipping that other job that I created, you know, and just got into syndication a lot faster or a lot sooner. And so, you know, I can relate to that, but I know part of your background and I know, you know, you're a successful family business that you're a part of. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're looking at real estate. So when did you say, okay, you know, I want to start educating myself about real estate, you know, even though, you know, I mean, you have a great career going, you know, but then you still want to look into real estate. When did that happen? I know you said rich dad, poor dad, some of that kind of opened your eyes, but you know, when in this process? Yeah, I think my wife and I, as we've been looking towards the future, trying to define how we can be the best stewards of what we've been given, both in time and in money. And early in 2018, so before we had landed on an apartment complex, when we were just beginning to research syndication, we were really searching for our why. You know, And I think that that's really important. You have to have a big enough why. And we're still working on defining exactly what some of those details look like. But a big component of it was we wanted to get to a place where I didn't have to trade time for money. And Rich Dad Poor Dad talks about that in, in his quadrants. But it would free us up to do a lot of different things with both our money, but especially our time, obviously, if we're not making that traditional exchange of clocking it at a W-2 employer. You know, I do work, as you mentioned, in a family business that I really enjoy. It's an industrial sales organization. But even there, I am somewhat bound by the clock. And real estate has the ability to give us the freedom to really pick and choose and design our lifestyle. And again, for us, it really comes back to the concept of stewardship. How can we be the best stewards of what we've been given? You mentioned in the intro, we've got four daughters. Raising them is a fairly full-time job for my wife. And I would love to be more involved in that and do things together as a family. And I also just really, really enjoy real estate. I've, I've really taken to it and enjoy the entire process. So, you know, I'd like to go into that first deal a little bit and just, you know, your confidence of being able to do that right off the bat. 
where most people say, oh, you know, and I heard it getting started in the syndication business. I try to find those people that are way ahead of me and try to network and connect. And most of them, you know, or especially at the local area, I will say, you know, wait a minute, uh, you know, most people start with that single family home and then they get a duplex and then they, you know, scale up from there. I heard that so many times, but I was just like, nope, I'm not, okay, I'm not listening to that. I'm going to pursue this thing, you know, the syndication thing that I'm starting to learn about. And, and I think we can scale a lot faster than that. And you've done that, you know, as well. And so could you elaborate just on, you know, going into that first deal as this first deal through syndication and, and just how you had the confidence to do that? You know, it's a learning process. I mean, the first thing is identifying what you need to know. There's a ton of moving parts in a syndication. Overall, syndication is not a terribly complex business, but there's a lot of aspects of it that you have to kind of have under your belt to execute a deal from start to finish. And so after being exposed to the concept and generally knowing, the first thing that came to the forefront of what I needed to do was start building relationship with brokers. You know, the deal is all important. If you find a good deal, you know, the rest of it kind of falls into place as it were. So, you know, starting to establish relationships with brokers and then at the same time also learning how to underwrite. I kind of broke down the entire process into manageable chunks. What do I need to learn today that I can then go and implement as I'm trying to find a deal, as I'm trying to talk to brokers, as I am underwriting, knowing that I don't have to master the intricacies of the SEC law until we get a deal under contract. I don't need to learn everything there is to know about due diligence until we're under contract. Obviously, you need to have a little bit of a heads up. Not all that learning can be crammed into the first five days of contract. But generally, trying to space out and not not trying to learn all of syndication at once, but just starting with what we needed immediately and then growing from there. We hope that you have enjoyed the highlight show today. You can always listen to the full episodes that were featured today by clicking the links in the show notes page in the, in the description box. Let us know in the comments what you thought of this episode, or you can go to lifebridgecapital.com forward slash podcast and click the feedback button. Let us know how we can add more value to you. Thank you and talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success. 